I think most of you will agree that everywhere we turn, especially uh, in our climate uh, today, there are people and places and things that need healing, desperate, deep uh, wounds that need uh, to be healed. And that's a part of living, isn't it? That we acknowledge uh, the wounds and the brokenness caused by the fall and uh, the effects of sin. They're so far-reaching physical healings. You think of our pandemic. You think of cancer diseases, creational healing. We just experienced a hurricane uh, this past week, thankfully uh, not as bad as previous hurricanes, wildfires, um, tornadoes, political healing, uh, the divisiveness and the, the, the hope for uh, a common good um, I, some of you know this. Some of you even feel this. Jesus' bride, the church, needs to be healed uh, during this time. This, this separation and this, even the two services and not being able to be one and accord. It, it, we need to be healed from uh, those things, racial healing. Uh, the truth that all humanity is made uh, in the image of God. And even if you haven't experienced these things, every one of us, from the youngest to the oldest, has experienced relational brokenness, where with families, with siblings, with sons, with daughters, uh, with cousins, aunts, uncles, you name it, there is, there's brokenness, and it needs, it needs to be healed. It, there's, there's so much hurt um, there. The question becomes, what is God's plan? And when we think about God's plan in light of who He is, what you see is that we have a God whose faithfulness and goodness um, and graciousness, he, he doesn't avoid answers uh, to these questions. He has a plan. He's enacting that plan uh, to make all things new. It just might not seem like what we expect. I mean, how often have we uh, experienced that? And I want us to consider uh, this idea this morning as we look at Acts chapter 3, continuing in uh, the life of Peter. Um, Acts chapter 3, I want us to consider this idea. It's just one idea that we're going to try to trace throughout this passage. It's that wounds heal wounds to heal wounds to heal wounds, and so on. Uh, Let's read together uh, God's Word. Acts chapter 3, we'll begin in verse 1. Uh, Remember, this is on the heels of Pentecost. Uh, The Holy Spirit has come like 
never seen before. Uh, the apostles are preaching and teaching in languages that they've never spoken before, uh, so that the gospel is going forth in an amazing new way where thousands of uh, believers are coming to Christ and building the very foundations of his church. Peter preaches to explain uh, what's happened in the, in the coming of the Holy Spirit. And now we're about to get another miracle, and then Peter's going to preach again uh, on the heels of that to explain what's happening. Acts chapter 3, verse 1, Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, at the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. And seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk, and entering the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened. Now, this is God's word. May he write its truth on our hearts. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for beautiful stories like this that remind us that your grace and your mercy and your justice and your kindness have not only been extended through your Son, Jesus Christ, to heal the world, but you have embarked on this beautiful plan by which you are going to use your people to be a part of that process. Father, who could dream up such a plan other than the Holy One of Israel? We ask this morning, Lord, that as we look into your word that you would press it deep, 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 deep into our hearts so that we might not sin against you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, one point that we're going to try to trace along, wounds heal wounds uh, to heal wounds. Now, before we start into this passage, you need to understand the, the, the framework on which this passage is built. It's the, it's the supporting beams, so to speak. It's what we read in our Old Testament reading uh, from Isaiah 53. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he, Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. 
and with his wounds we are healed. You see, the very beginnings of this passage here in Acts chapter 3, all the way back in Isaiah uh, chapter 53, and listen to Peter's words that parallel um, Isaiah 53 in 1 Peter 2. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. You see the foundation. Wounds heal wounds. Last week, if you were with us, either here or if you listened online, or even if you weren't, you could go back uh, and listen online. Jesus wounds Peter to heal him. You remember that from last week? How does he do that? He asked Peter these three questions. It's the same question three times over again, isn't it? It's a hard question to expose what? The same thing that's the struggle with us. Peter's mouth says that he loves Jesus, but his affections and his heart, um, his love, uh, his zeal weren't in love uh, with Jesus. It was misplaced elsewhere, wasn't pr- primarily Peter was in love with himself. Uh, Peter's eyes primarily saw Jesus and others for what they could do uh, for him. It's the epitome of Proverbs chapter 27, verse 6. And we know this to be true. We don't like it when it happens to us. But faithful are the wounds of a friend. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Why? Because the point is, those wounds are meant to uh, heal. This week, Jesus' wounds are healing, he- healing Peter. Did you notice the unique details that Luke provides us in this account? Understand this, Peter and John would have gone this way to the temple for years, And especially since this man, this uh, somewhere around 40-year-old man who had this congenital uh, lameness, he would have been at this gate, Peter and John would have walked by him numerous times most likely. And yet this time, it's different, isn't it? This man was well known at that gate because we find uh, later in this account that the people were amazed. Why? Because they knew this man as the one who laid at the temple gate, who had to be brought to the temple gate by his friends because he couldn't get there himself. And not only that, he was not welcome in the temple because of his disabilities. And now... Peter and John, when they go to the gate, the ultimate sacrifice has already been taken. Peter and John are going to the temple to be with God's people, to pray with God's people. And they see this man uh, differently. He asks to be seen in his physically disabled state. And yet Peter and John see him how? differently. They see physical wounds, but they also see, uh, they also see spiritual wounds. He see, Peter sees this man with, the eye, with eyes that are healing, uh, with the eyes 
of Jesus. You notice that in the details of verses 4 and 5, if you'll look with me. This interaction is, just, is more than just a, a surface-level interaction of seeing. Luke describes that these men are both, uh, Peter and John and the layman, are looking past what they see on the surface to see something deeper. Peter even says to this man who often would have been the case with a a lame beggar of sorts to not even cast his eyes toward the people that he's asking to receive alms for. There's very lowly estate, and yet Peter says to him what? Look at me. You see the dignity and the honor uh, that, that Peter is uh, giving this man, they see physical wounds, they see spiritual wounds. What I want you to notice very early in this passage, before we even get to the miracle, is that this is a different Peter. This is a different Peter than we saw uh, last week. Jesus' wounds to his friends have and are healing him. I was in my second year uh, at the seminary uh, there in Jackson, and uh, the current youth minister at our home church had asked uh, me to lunch. And I had been avoiding this lunch for all the wrong reasons for quite some time. Uh, In my mind, uh, I had so much studying to do, and I had all these uh, I, I'm a seminary student, right? I, I'm, I'm busy. I have, I, I do things now. I study, um, and I, and so I'd been. Doesn't this youth minister have youth to love on? Uh, I had been avoiding uh, this lunch, and so finally I had to give in, and we pulled up into uh, the parking lot of Dairy Queen, and uh, my friend just happened uh, to park beside someone that he hadn't seen for a while. And so as we get out of the car, uh, my friend begins a conversation that started superficially. And 30 minutes later, uh, maybe, um, this this young woman is pouring out her heart and her soul and her wounds from her family, uh, all these type things. And I am annoyed. I'm annoyed because I thought we were supposed to be having lunch, right? I thought this was supposed to be my time, and I've certainly got plenty of other things to do. And as I stood there and listened and tried not to sin and yet continued in sin, uh, my friend just so gently and so softly said, Hey, Chad, you want to you pray for us? And in that moment, you could have seen the wounds exposed in my body. What I realized in that moment is I, I don't love people. I do not love people. I don't hear people. I don't see people. I certainly don't have the words and the mindset Uh, to be able to minister to people. People are, for that matter, in that moment, an inconvenience to me. Um, Now, you have to understand, all all the seminary studies in the world can't get you out of that quandary. 
you're studying to be a minister and yet you minister to uh, no one. You see, my wounds were exposed and they needed healing. And I think there's a beautiful application before we even get to, uh, before we even get to the actual healing. Is that, friends, Jesus wasn't, Jesus wasn't wounded for our sins just to cover them up and forgive them. A lot of times we get, we get stuck there. Jesus, what, He did die for our sake. He was wounded, but He, he, didn't, he, didn't, he wasn't wounded just uh, to cover up our sins. He was wounded and crushed and cast out so that by His wounds, our wounds can be healed. Our wounds can be healed. The, the question becomes... What wounds are Jesus, is Jesus exposing in your life? Are you able to see people? Are you able to see people for who they really are and where they really are? Or is the struggle, like my struggle, to see people for how they can fit into my agenda? Do you have time to think and look past what you see on the surface? I'll give you a good litmus test that wrecked me uh, this week. It's, it's this question. Um, you can know that the eyes of your heart need to be healed if how you deal, uh, it's, it's with how you deal with relational inconvenience and disagreements. Is there room in your life to sacrifice time and energy and money for another's needs when nobody sees it? Um, is there room in your life for someone to lovingly disagree with, without you manipulating them? You see, it, it's difficult. Jesus' wounds to Peter were exposing but the beauty of Jesus' wounds is that they were bringing about a glorious, eternal uh, healing. The, the, the other thing I want us to see in this passage is, is as it relates to the miracle itself. And it's a, pro, it's a progression. Jesus is healing Peter. He's healing Peter's wounds. We see that in the way Peter sees this man. But he's also going to use Peter to heal this man's wounds. So it's wounds that heal uh, wounds. And please understand, you know, there, there's so much going on here in Acts chapter 3 uh, and 4. It, it would take so much time to connect all the beautiful dots of the beginning of the church in the unique ways. But in its simplest form, I want you to see uh, this. Jesus is going to heal the world by making all things new. By the power of His Holy Spirit, in and through His people, the church. Okay? That's the formula for how Jesus is going to make things new. He's, this is going to happen when His people hear Jesus' name preached and proclaimed. And then He's going to heal uh, and make all things new uh, when people see Jesus' name, the power of Jesus' name, uh, through His people. 
There's a reason uh, that this account here in Acts is almost exactly uh, parallel to Luke chapter 5. It even sounds familiar, doesn't it? If you, if you have time later this afternoon, you can look back at Luke chapter 5. It's the story of the paralytic being lowered through the roof. You will remember uh, that story well uh, from the Gospels. Again, the point here is that Jesus is fulfilling Isaiah 35, which we read as our Old Testament reading. Jesus is fulfilling this prophecy and showing that the Messiah is here. It's not, it is about the physical healing But what does Jesus use that healing to show? If I can heal the physical aspect, can I not also hear the spiritual aspect? That's the point. That's why he heals. And he even says so in Luke chapter 5. So that you may know. Rise up and walk. But before he does that, he says to the man, what? Your sins are forgiven. Why is it that this account in Acts chapter 3 parallels the account of Luke in the account of Jesus in Luke chapter 5? Because Jesus wants us to see something so important is that he is going to heal the world through his people. He's going to bring about that healing uh, through uh, his people. That's why the people are so astounded. They saw Jesus do all these miracles, but now his apostles are doing the very same uh, miracles that Jesus did. Well, there's a big question for us. Could Jesus do this through us today? That's a big question um, that uh, we all have. Sure, if, if he wanted to. If he wanted to, he absolutely could. Is this type of healing normative? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Jesus, by his grace and his mercy, if we were to consider Acts as a whole, we'd find that Jesus gave these extraordinary gifts to the apostles uh, for the establishment and growth of the church. And after the church was rooted uh, and established, there wasn't a need for these extraordinary gifts because the gospel could be preached, right? The gospel could be preached and Jesus uh, could be seen uh, through his people. The question is how? Can you say to someone even in our congregation or outside our congregation, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus, what? You see, um, I think we can because Jesus doesn't just heal our wounds for healing's sake, but that so we would be wounded healers through three words. I am sorry. Mountains of healing in three words. I am sorry. And yet from the youngest of ages... That is so difficult to say, is it not? 
Is it not? You see that in your children, in your grandchildren. We don't know how uh, to say, I'm sorry. There is so much power and healing in the genuine and felt request, will you forgive me? There's power and healing in clearly stating how we've wronged one another and how we know that that hurt of the other. I'm not sure we realize how much healing can be brought through kindness. Whether that's kindness that comes from a genuine compassion or whether that's kindness that comes from the lack of receiving kindness. Healing can be brought through kindness. I'm not sure we realize how much healing comes through the joy and the celebration of God's goodness and faithfulness in our lives. It's astounding to me um, that oftentimes we struggle to share the joys and the celebrations that Jesus is doing in our life, even when it looks like healing wounds. We struggle to share that with one another. And, and, and the question is, why? How many times have you been, have you shared or has someone shared with you the goodness of what Jesus is doing in your life and all of a sudden it makes some of your wounds heal? I'm not sure that we realize the life-altering healing that comes through the gentleness and the patience of sharing our wounds uh, with one another. Sharing difficulties and hardships and restoration of deep wounds experienced through our circumstances, especially when another person has similar circumstances. It's not about trading war stories so much as it is pointing to the one who healed Uh, the war. Friends, you see, I think what Jesus would have us see through Peter, through this account, is that we don't have to hold out our hand and miraculously lift a lame man to his feet to heal. When you love another out of your own healed woundedness, one, you embody the gospel. Two, you can be encouraged because what will flow out of you will be the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. And three, your wounds only heal more. Your wounds only heal more when they help another person's wounds heal. And for this reason, our wounds, um, our brokenness are not something which we struggle with. Our wounds and our brokenness are not something that we run away from. It's not something that we hide behind. Our wounds that Jesus bore on the cross are wounds that are and are being healed for a purpose. That purpose is that so we might also be wounded healers. Let's pray. Father in heaven, uh, would you teach us? So often is the case, uh, our wounds hurt, Lord. There's all sorts of pain and distrust and struggle. And 
the, the last thing we want to do is to allow those to be seen and the light to shine in on those. We'd rather just keep them in the darkness because some, it's painful, Lord. And yet the beauty of your gospel, the beauty of the cross, the beauty of the prophecies is that you love to heal wounds, Father. And you use your son Jesus to heal our wounds. And not only to heal our wounds, but to make your power and your perfection and your hope for eternity to be made known through us. Lord, would you make us strong in the vulnerability of Jesus? We ask these things in your name. Amen.